So what I'd like you to do first for me is think of a number between 1 and 10 and jot it down. Okay, everybody got a number? So what I'd like you to do now is find a colleague who's got your number and sit together as a little pair or a team. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want me to do It's funded by the Higher Education Academy, and we've benefited from Camille's expertise as one of our externals. Um, it's called Learning Gain in Active Citizenship. So first of all, I'd like you to turn to your colleague, and together, tell me what do you think an active citizen is? I'll give you two minutes. What does that mean to you, before I tell you our own treatment of this term? And then I'll ask a few people to share. <laughs> through the presentation. Um, the aims of our project, um, the aims of my talk today is to tell you about this project and then I want to focus on the A of Ian's talk, the effective learning gain, how we can measure this, what it means and why it doesn't change uh, throughout most people's university studies. It's kind of linked to personality, isn't it, and attitude. So, as we know, Hefke defines learning gain as distance travelled. Measurable improvement in learners' knowledge, skills and competencies, which doesn't explicitly foreground attitude at all. Demonstrated by students, for example, when they enter university and when they leave. And in the UK, we are beginning to explore this construct but it's much more commonly used both in uh, the US um, higher education system and increasingly in the British secondary school system. 
Um, although in many contexts, research has focused on the easily measurable uh, aspects such as outcomes, attainment, assignment results, module grades, the cognitive, especially as we know critical thinking and written communication. Alex, I was really interested in uh, one of the charts you showed which had uh, being an informed and active citizenship as practically the bottom. Yeah, pretty near the bottom. So, in 2012 at Brooks, as part of our employability initiative, we mandated that each module must engage with uh, a range of employability attributes. And this was plugged into our strategy for enhancing the student experience, which meant, say I'm teaching a module in English literature, and I have four intended learning outcomes, I need to make sure that each of these is aligned with one of our graduate attributes. And when we did a mapping of how this was going uh, in 2013, we found that one of the problematic uh, employability attributes was active citizenship. In particular, encouraging students to engage with this attribute and assessing their engagement was a huge challenge for colleagues. And we also didn't know what students thought of active citizenship. Here is the way that we define active citizenship. I'm just going to read through and I'm, I want to pause and ask what you think about this in terms of your own initial thoughts. First, and this is the uh, undergraduate level, we also have a definition at um, foundation and at postgraduate, although the only difference is uh, we ask people to be engaged, not proactively engaged at foundation and ready to be leaders rather than just engaged at postgrad. Everything else in this attribute doesn't change according to the level. So, prepared to proactively engage with local and global communities. How do you measure prepared to? Knowledge of local and global perspectives of, of one's discipline. So you can see that we're inviting colleagues to engage with this attribute as you do in business and mathematics and own it. Critical awareness of the complexity of diverse perspectives, cultures and values and the ability to question one's own perspective and those of others. And the ability to use knowledge and skills to improve society through actively engaging with issues of equity, sustainability and social justice. What do you think? Any comments? I don't understand yeah. the second one. So, what does that, what does so that, that would be encouraging students to engage not just with uh, Western-centric and um, uh, criticism coming out of our own philosophical and traditions, but to look at other ways of critiquing um, a key concept in a discipline. So, for example, if I'm studying literature, I would be critiquing the canon and um, engaging with post-colonial theory and, and saying, uh, well, what, what kind of English is and literatures are produced in other contexts. So being aware that, that I have a, the tradition of teaching English literature is geographically situated and has been influenced by ideologies and there are other ways of seeing literature. I haven't explained that very well. No, no, I get it. Sorry. 
Good question. <laughs> yes. I love what you've done in getting academics to take ownership of this, but um, leading a department, yeah. I know how reticent academics are to take this on board. How, yeah. how did you manage that? I mean, leaving it as a mandatory, but didn't you have a massive backlash and how did you overcome that? Well, yes, we did. Uh, the other attributes that we uh, ask um, colleagues to align their intended learning outcomes with are the more classical um, digital literacies, uh, research literacies, academic literacy, and what we call personal personal literacy, personal literacy self-awareness. So some of the backlash might have actually been overlooking this one. I don't, I'm not going to handle this. It was new, but what we found actually is every single module was already engaging and it was a matter of language so uh, in any kind of healthcare ethics is key and also in business we, we subscribe to prime which is a, an ethical um, business management framework so uh, yes there was confusion but in fact through discussion we found that these things were already in place but not necessarily described as education for sustainability
And if you buy that notion that the higher education process produces people that are employable, then we were really selling this notion of pushing people to think about those skills that lead to graduates being employable without mentioning employability. We didn't think that's a useful term either. One more, yeah? Um, yeah I don't know if I'm uh, jumping ahead, um, but he seemed to have limited the scope to top programmes. When, when I read the active citizenship attributes, um, I see most of them um, being gained outside of the classroom in student-led activities and volunteering. I'm just wondering, did you engage with... Right. So we've, we've looked at the co-curricular aspects. So I'm still giving you the context, and I'll yeah. proceed now. So the Higher Education Academy funded project looked at embedding active citizenship further into courses, especially where academics weren't sure how to support students in the, in the area of active citizenship. The objectives of the project were first to develop an instrument to benchmark and track engagement with active citizenship as a measure of learning gain. Second, to use this instrument instrument to measure students' engagement with active citizenship. And we did this by inserting a number of items into our institutional student engagement survey, which we conduct every other year, and it fell this year. And then uh, we sought to analyse the data and disseminate the findings. So um, following our ethical approval and recruitment, we worked with two different programme teams for the project pilot, midwifery and business and management, so that we could have a, a sense of different disciplinary um, flavours. <coughs> and um, the project pilots consisted of cognitive interviews with 20 students from these um, two disciplinary areas. And then uh, the data was analysed in order to generate the items that went into the student engagement survey. From the pilots, we identified three factors in the active citizen definition. The first is cognitive, knowledge of local and global perspectives, for example. The second is a pragmatic or actions-focused element ability to question one's own perspective and those of others. And the third is affective or attitudinal development, prepared to proactively engage with communities. So it's a quite a complex collection of abilities, which is probably why it's so difficult to uh, pin down. In terms of the interviews, factor one, was knowledge and awareness of different perspectives, cultures and values within a discipline and as a result of interaction with others. And we looked at these three aspects, becoming aware that understanding of your subject may vary depending on context and culture, which is what I was trying to describe in English literature, understanding people of other backgrounds, economic, racial, ethnic, political, religious, nationality, etc. And working with students from other cultures and backgrounds, group work, team projects, for example. <coughs> Factor two was this pragmatic aspect, actions taken within the community, in class and also co-curricular activities. Um, and what we found interestingly is that the midwifery students 
were doing a lot of um, uh, volunteering and other things which were very much linked to their subject of study and in business students were less proactive in going out and volunteering but those who were uh, doing so um, were engaging in a, in a really impressive and proactive way and showing leadership. Uh, so you can see here um, we're asking about doing volunteer work, uh, societies, sports, student union, uh, experiencing paid or unpaid roles, contributing to a program of study, module assistant, research assistant. We have some e-pioneers who support academics with their use of technologies. <coughs> Representation as a, um, a rep or an ambassador. Participation in study abroad and volunteering. The third factor is about proactive attitudes to improving society. And here are the examples in terms of um, measuring engagement in concrete terms, adopting a responsible and ethical position within a profession, becoming motivated to make a positive contribution in community, developing a uh, proactive attitude to improving society, and uh, engaging with uh, equality, sustainability and social justice. So um, we have both the survey, which allows us to do quantitative analysis, and um, it has uh, open-ended questions allowing some qualitative analysis. <laughs> As you suggested, lots of students link active citizenship with volunteering. Um, and the key in terms of uh, progression through university is that involvement in their community, either as a midwife or on a placement, for example, is more marked by students' previous trajectory and less by obvious influences whilst they're at university. So if, in a way, that's an example of this, what you might call the drift. Um, and we, sh we saw strong links between uh, skill in critical thinking and engagement with what we're calling active citizenship. Um, in terms of our interviews, there is a huge variety in the way that students understand active citizenship and in their engagement with this construct. Um, and the, the problem that we're grappling with now is why do some students engage and arrive engaged and others tend not to? And the questions that we're asking are, um, <coughs> what color correlations do we find in the data? There's a slight increase in the male students' engagement with active citizenship and their own perception of their strengths in regard to this. What recommendations can we offer to encourage wider understanding of active citizenship? Um, and uh, part of our project has been to uh, collect together a bank of resources on how academics in different disciplines have supported students' engagement with active citizenship, for example, by looking at ethical issues and sustainability in relation to subjects. Um, so I'm going to close there and ask if you have any questions or comments.
within the context of the module and the course. Yes. Right. Okay, so you could then be making an assumption or students could be not reporting on aspects of active citizenship that they engage with completely outside of the university. So, for example, being a carer or <coughs> running a sport <laughs> or religious involvement, etc., that they perceive as having yeah in the interviews we were able to explore that but in the engagement survey questions it's less flexible and that's one reason we wanted to get more in-depth interviews so our researcher was able to sort of push on that when she was talking to individuals it's quite a big assumption that you know you might get a low score on active citizenship for, for someone mm. who's actually an extremely active citizen yeah in a completely what they see as being a Yes, yes, we, we are uh, tied to self-reporting and perception, but that's a really interesting area to look at further. Hi. Yeah, George. Um, is there a correlation between active citizenship and outcomes? As in, the, know, does it actually improve how they perform? Or? Uh, I can't tell you that yet, <laughs> but also because of the NSS being directed at the la final year students, we didn't ask the final year students to do the student engagement survey at our institution. But, uh, yeah, I'll be able to say more about that anon. Thank you. Yeah. You looked at correlations between um, uh, active participation and, um, and race and socioeconomic. We've looked at age, um, and that shows no uh, impact, or not, not significantly. Um, and my researcher is currently looking at that area uh, as well, so I'll be able to tell you more about that. I'm afraid we've just got the data in the survey closed on the at late March, late May, so uh, uh, we're still processing our data. Yeah. Mm. My own. <laughs> there was a very interesting study funded by the Leverhulme that looked at uh, students, um, if you like, value add at uh, Bristol University and um, UWE. And that focused on the cultural capital that students um, gain. Uh, and, and whether an elite institution and a newer university affects students any differently. Um, and um, I, I kind of think, as that study found, this point about students coming along already having a personal tradition of um, action in a community is very influential. So it may be necessary to, to look at school engagement and working more with secondary schools um, uh, as part of the recruitment and engagement that institutions do. I suppose individuals are fairly formed by the time they, they go to be undergraduates. I don't know. Or... Yeah. Is that <coughs> a broad <laughs> conclusion which meshes in with this idea of drift? Mm. It's not drift, it's sort of like that old fighter like Give me a child at the age of seven, I'll yeah. be the man. By the time yeah. people arrive, they're adults with 
fairly yeah. maybe established ideas about some of these things. Mm, yes, indeed. And and yeah, I mean, there's been a lessening of political attention on the early years, hasn't there? But I think actually that's the place to invest personally. I think, I think it em em also emphasises potentially the importance of building in active citizenship type stuff <coughs> into the curriculum. Mm. So you don't leave it to the extra curriculum where it's optional. Mm. So you force those students to some extent who are less likely to do this type of stuff mm. to do it. Mm. Or, or, or sometimes it's because they're time poor, because mm. quite often students mm. from lower socioeconomic groups are having to work. Mm. And so they haven't got time to engage in these things. Well, actually, that's a that came across strongly from the interviews. Some students were engaging, and the ones who weren't said, "I haven't got time." So there's also a perception there. Isn't that sorry? Isn't that about getting across the level of what an active citizen is? Mm. There's different levels of it. There's almost mm. like a ladder of participation. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be maybe it's about how we articulate that to new students. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Absolutely, and no, that's a really important point. And. Uh, Well, if you're working, you're going to be engaging with I had a really interesting experience at a, um, so all the projects funded by the Higher Education Academy went to a conference in late May, and uh, we presented, and we had a question from uh, one of the civil servants who's working on the TEF and, and based in Biz, and he said, oh, but this is a left-wing construct and we have a conservative government and aren't you ideologically determining students' foci? Uh, and it hadn't occurred to me that social justice is left-wing, but um, the language is so um, uh, sensitive. So uh, in, in our dissemination, we're having to think about the language we're using. It's so important. So I'll finish there. Thank you. <laughs>